Hey guys, when we get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real, it's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you can get your podcast. We're just so thankful you guys are here and that you found us and that you guys are with us today. Remember on the YouTube page, we've got a lot of stuff underneath the podcast umbrella now. So we have shorts, uh, we have little short films. Um, we have Bible readings on there. So just find ways to be encouraged along with the podcast. Hopefully those things can lead you to more of the podcast, what we're talking about. So everybody's enjoying those things. We appreciate that. And, uh, hopefully you guys can check that out and you can find some encouragement there. Okay. So I'm excited to talk about what we're talking about today, uh, because I've had some conversations on this recently. And as we kind of go through this and conversate guys, and, and I've said this before, on multiple podcasts. I, I am not a person that has all of the answers. I'm not a person that knows, you know, exactly what to do in all situations. And as we as we learn more about Christ and we grow closer to him, um, we begin to see some things a little clearer, if that makes sense. So I hope that this can kind of maybe answer some of those questions that were asked um, the past week or so. And I hope that this can give a level of not only challenge, um, but encouragement to you as well. So here's here's how we want to start this off. Um, have you ever been in a position where someone has disappointed you, where you you invested a certain level of um, of time, I guess you could say, maybe of trust, and you felt disappointed because from the other perspective, you felt like it was not given in the way that you wanted to receive it. And then on the flip side, have you ever been the person that someone completely trusted in at the time, but then you failed them, right? So either way, it's not a great feeling, is it? And when we think about what we're going to talk about today, and our topic today is this, it's Jesus, why did you leave me? Jesus, why did you leave me? You know, sometimes with Christ, we can have that same mindset. We we understand. We read the verses. Matthew chapter 28, I will be with you until the end of the world. I'll be with you until the end of the age. We read Matthew chapter 11, right? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We read 2 Corinthians chapter 1 of what we study. We serve the God of all comfort, the God of the God of all mercy. We read those verses, John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? We read and we understand those things. And as we read those verses and as we hear sermons on it and hear podcasts and pray pray through those things, that helps us as we read and develop those things, that makes us build a certain level of trust in God. Oh, oh God said he's going to be there. God is the God of all comfort. God is the God of justice, right, and mercy. He just doesn't lie. He shouldn't just let things slip, right? So he's the God of justice. He's the God of mercy. He's the forgiving God. So as you read these things, your, your investment in your relationship with God begins to grow as you get to know him better. He knows you, but as you get to know him better, you begin to invest in him just a little bit more and more and more and more and more. And as you begin to invest in, in, in Christ, then something happens. Then there's a complete disappointment. There's a complete breakdown. There's a complete loss. And all these things happen. And then you wonder, 
just like as we talked about before, when you felt like someone's disappointed you or you're the one that's disappointed someone else, then you start to wonder about Christ. Well, I read what you said. I, I tried to follow what you said. But why weren't you there? I mean, I could literally go to a verse that said you would always be there. I could go to that. But why did you not do anything? And why are you continuing not to do anything here? See, that's the that's the crux of the questions that I got today, or not necessarily today, but that I got, you know, over the past couple of days. That's the questions that I got. And it was it was so hard to answer that because you don't want to give somebody a blanket statement to be like, well, it'll be all right. Uh, it'll be okay. So then you're not empathetic. So we want to look at a scriptural example of how can we navigate through this with our Lord? How can we learn to grow and develop with him? So we want to look at John chapter 11 today. This is this is a great example of this. And we touched on it and we hit on it uh, on a previous podcast, but I want to give a little bit more time to it. So in John chapter 11, uh, I think we're going to begin around verse like 20 so we can understand maybe maybe verse 17 so we can get some context but if you're if you're walking in the gym uh studying with us get your bibles here so you can see this with your own two eyes as we're walking through this and i hope that we can paint this picture uh so we can understand uh, more about our lord here so verse 17 of john 11 then when jesus came he found that he talking about lazarus had already been in the grave for four days so Lazarus had already died, Mary and Martha's brother. So Lazarus is dead, but he'd been dead for four days already. Keep that in mind. Verse 18. Now Bethany was close to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Really quick. So as, as we're looking at this, and again, like I like to say, if we're pointing this, Here's the first point that I'm seeing. When we ask the question, Jesus, why did you leave? I understand your promises. I understand your protection. I understand your mercy, justice, forgiveness. But why did you leave in this in this situation? When things happen and you invest a certain amount of trust and time and, and you you invest a certain amount of expectation for something or someone and that something or someone completely um, disappoints you or you completely disappoint them, in that moment when that happens, the first thing that we want and the first thing that Mary and Martha wanted here, they craved for someone to care. And I love that word, they craved for it. You guys ever crave something? You know, like, you know, you're asking somebody, well, what are you feeling today? Man, I'm really like, I feel like I really need this right now. Like, I'm, I'm really, I really want to go to this restaurant. You're craving it because that's all you can think about. So in that moment, the only thing that we crave is for someone to care. Not necessarily an answer, not necessarily a four, five, six step process, but we want care. And as you look at this, now remember, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they knew Christ. So here's what's interesting. <clears throat> How long had he been dead already? According to verse 17, he already been dead for four days. And the friend that was supposed to care, a a.k.a. Christ, where was he? He wasn't there. So isn't it interesting that sometimes 
and I know all of us have been guilty of this, isn't it interesting that sometimes we can say, well, if so-and-so would have cared, they would have been there. If so-and-so would have cared, they would have been there. If X, Y, and Z would have cared, they would have been there. Guess what Mary and Martha were thinking? Where's, where's Jesus? Because who showed up? Who showed up for them? Verse 19, many other Jews came. So the Jews came and they showed and they they showed comfort concerning uh, their brother. But where's Jesus? <clears throat> you see, and as we look at that more, sometimes that's how we feel about our Lord. Lord, it seems like everything else is there. But why, where were you? Where were you? And we crave for somebody to care about us. And, and this is interesting. And I wish I could give this person credit, but it doesn't have an author. But if you want this information, I can give this to you. But this was a great, um, great little PDF thing that I saw. And I want to read this to you. But when we talk about we crave for someone to care, it's very, very interesting what this says. It says when things happen, when adversity happens, we can't go back. No matter how much we ache to do so, doesn't ache sound like crave? All we can do is give thanks for what for what once was, for the good that was there, for the happy times that was had, for the laughter, for the love, and the memories that we shared. Then saying goodbye to those times and loved ones, we put our hands in the hands of him who gave orbit to the sun, moon, and stars. And we, in that moment where we crave something, where we ache something, in that moment, we have to trust that he has a course for our lives from that point moving forward. So as we're pointing this, the first thing that I'm seeing is we crave for somebody to care. But then in that moment when the disappointment happens, then we cry for a course. You know, isn't it interesting in that moment <clears throat> where your faith, your trust, your dependence, your love on God could be so strong, but then something happens. And when that thing happens, maybe it's expected, maybe it's unexpected. But either way, whenever an event happens, and from that event, sometimes what happens is the trust gets lost. So then we must learn to trust that from that moment of the downfall, from that moment of the expectation that we once had, that's once completely down to the mountains and the valleys now, that expectation from that point on, we have to trust God still has a course for you. God still has a course for me. A lot of us out here, guys, to be honest, and based off of the conversations that I have, a lot of us are lost. Because an event happened, something, somebody said something, something happened, this happened, and then you feel like from that point forward, you don't have a course. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to move forward. So as, so as we're talking about this, notice what Mary and Martha, they don't know what to do. And then watch what happens here. Verse 20. <clears throat> um, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and she met him. But where did Mary stay? Mary still stayed at the house. Verse, verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had only been there, 
my brother would not have died. <laughs> Man, how many times have we asked that question? Lord, if you just would have been there during this time, this wouldn't have happened. If you would have been there, Lord, this wouldn't have happened. Lord, if you were present at this point in time, at this time pocket in my life, that wouldn't have happened. Here's the thing. Who's to say that it still would have happened? Have you guys ever, and I want you to try this exercise for yourself. Now, this is a hard exercise, okay, but you have to try it. Is it possible that a certain event in your life, no matter what time you would have went, no matter what year it would have been, no matter no matter what variable you could plug and play and move and remove, have you ever thought that there were some things in your life that are inevitable? To where even if the Lord was there, could it be possible that even if the Lord was literally still in the house, Lazarus could have died? One concept that we have to understand about following our Lord. Remember, Jesus himself says, the Father makes the rain fall on the just and on the unjust. Those that love God, or before we get there, those that don't love God, they prosper. Those that don't love God, don't prosper. Those that love God, sometimes they prosper. Again, some that love God, don't prosper. So we have to understand that the Lord has a course. And I think a lot of times what we try to do, myself included, we try to plan our own course as if we have a as if we have a right to tell the Lord, this is what I or this is what you deserve. I don't have a right to the course that the Lord has me on. I have no right to it. You have no right to the course that the Lord has you on. But we have to trust that the Lord has a way. And the more that I think about that concept alone, I think about how obviously no one ever wants to go through what Job went through, the, the simultaneous loss of everything that he had and everyone that he had and his health. The simultaneous loss of those things is it's almost unfathomable. But what God was trying to get Job to see is, Job, there is still a course for you. There is still a way for you. And your hand is still in mine. Guys, a lot of us out here, whether it's whatever you can put in that blank for you and you know what that is, a lot of us are crying for a course. We expected things to go a certain way. We expected someone that's here is not, a, not alive anymore. We expected them to be here. We expected things to be a certain way. We expected life to look a certain way. We had a, we had a picture of what we expected. But what you expected turned unexpected. So now the course that you painted and you pictured in your mind that course is completely shot. So now when your course is completely shot, then where's our mindset? We have to trust that our hand is literally still in the hand of God. Man, I mean, and, there's, and it's real. Like there's some days where it's, 
how do I describe it? There's some days where it's almost like for some that I've had the opportunity just to listen to and talk to, it's almost as if some days for them are almost meaningless. And we know it's not, but they're just talking through their emotions. Some days are meaningless. It's almost as if you're literally just, I'm just trying to make it to tomorrow. Like there's no, there's no meaning or there's no joy or there's no purpose in what you're doing in the second, in the moment. It's always, I'm just trying to survive till tomorrow and then whatever happens, happens. So it's almost like we're kind of walking through these lives as kind of zombies to where it's like we're just here. We're just here until something else either goes well or we're just here until something else just gets worse. So whatever happens, it is what it is. You see what I'm saying? Like that's the feeling. And and Martha said, Lord, if you just would have been here, this wouldn't have happened. That's technically not a true statement. That is her expressing her complete emotion to God. But it's very possible that even if Jesus was there, Lazarus could have died. So what would Martha and Mary do if Jesus was present and Lazarus died? How do you respond? That's still tragedy. And the right person's there. So what's the what's what is the spirit through John? What is he trying to teach us here? That in no matter what situation, God's hand has not left you as much as it feels like it has. You know, I had a conversation with someone. You read the Old Testament, right? And as you read the Old Testament, you read about maybe a certain nation. Maybe it's the Philistines. Maybe it's the Assyrians. Maybe maybe it's the Edomites, whoever it is. And they are fighting against God's people, right? They, they, they form some type of hindrance to God's people. They are hurting God's people. They've enslaved God's people. They've said things about God's people. They've killed God's people. All these things in the Old Testament, right? And then we see from the Old Testament that the Lord says something to a prophet. He says something to a king. And then all of a sudden, those nations that hurt his people were completely obliterated or they were moved or they were taken out of the way or they were distracted or they were they were they died. And so, man, the Lord just always took care of his people. But then you look at things today. And maybe you pray the same prayer as David. Maybe you pray the same prayer as King Hezekiah. Maybe you pray the same prayer as Jeremiah in his lamentations. Maybe you pray the same prayer as all these people in Scripture. And the Lord just doesn't remove it. And next year, guess what? He doesn't remove it. And five years later, guess what? Doesn't remove it. Ten years later, doesn't remove it. But then you read these verses in Matthew 28, Matthew 11, John 3, 16, and then in your mind, that's not consistent with what God did in the Old Testament. So why does it seem like the Lord had a course for them, but he doesn't have a course for us now? Why is the Lord not taking care of things now like he did then? He still is. I want to read this too. This is from the same, this is from the same PDF here. This is, this is important. It goes on to say this. The troubled times in our life, a.k.a. Mary and Martha, Job, you right now. But the troubled times in our life, they do more than just present an opportunity for us to glorify God. Problems in our life does that. It gives us an opportunity to glorify God. But watch this. Not only do they give us 
an opportunity to glorify God, but they also provide an opportunity for us to become closer to God. You see, when we say we trust God, I know Christians that are dear friends that have lost spouses unexpectedly. Someone that was good. Someone that loved people. Someone that loved their spouse. And they're just gone. How am I supposed to trust God in that situation? Job's family, gone. Job's sons and daughters, gone. Good people, I've seen a lot of very, very, very good people hurt in a lot of, in a variety of ways. And I think as, as we look at this, especially through the book of John and Job, sometimes we think, well, Lord, why would you take something good away from somebody that's good? Why would, why would you do that? That makes no sense. It's not like I was in a bad position and then, well, okay, maybe I needed a wake-up call to get closer to you. We were already closer in this situation. We were already closer, so I don't understand. Why would you do that? God is so infinite in his wisdom. I will never tell anybody. I, I will try to never tell anybody. This is why God did this. This is why God is doing this. This is why God allowed this. I tr- I'm going to try to stay away from telling people this is why God is doing X, Y, and Z. But in the event that the expected or the unexpected, like what's happening to Mary and Martha happens in your life, we always do have the choice in that moment, will I get closer to God? It goes on to say this. Many people have would never have found God. This is, this is important too. This is the flip side. Many people would have never found God if life had not forced them to their knees. And our troubled time gives God opportunity to redeem us. And God does still redeem his people. The Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the Bible is one long account of God redeeming his people. That is, that is always God's concern for you. Did you know that? Sometimes it's easy for me to forget that too. And if we're pointing this, sometimes we crave someone to care Two, sometimes we, we cry for a course. We want a direction from where do I go now? And then three, this gives us an opportunity to get closer to him. It gives us an opportunity to get closer to him. As we, as we kind of close this and close these thoughts, I'm going to be honest. So, as we, as we study and as we grow and as we learn about the Lord, there's moments and there's pockets in your life where maybe even in your pride and, and in mine for sure, there are moments where you thought, man, I really know God. I'm really doing it. I'm really getting this thing right. 
I'm really figuring this thing out. I've really got all the answers. There's times where I've had that. But then life hits, things happen, and the God that I thought that I knew, I didn't know, but I needed I needed to be forced to my knees in different areas to understand his character more. And when you look at things, at what God has allowed, do some things seem fair? Maybe not. Do some things seem right? Probably not. Do some things seem on the up and up sometimes? It just that seems kind of rigged sometimes. Seems like it's off. Something's something's off here. Sometimes that's how it, that's how it appears. And I can I can get that. You know, I think about what Job said. It's interesting. Job told uh told God and told his friends there were times where you would walk to my tent and my steps would be filled with oil and butter and we would talk. And he said, you would come into my tent and we would talk as friends. But one day I wake up and then you take everything away and we don't talk anymore. I cry out. I want a course. But there's dead silence. And there's going to be moments, guys, and there's going to be pockets in your journey with God where it seems to be a radio silence. And the effort for you has always been there. The desire to want to know the course, to know the direction, to know the path. You have it. It's there. It's there. You really want to know what the Lord wants you to do. But then all you hear is this. And then you try again, and all you hear is this. So then you begin to wonder, is this worth trying? Is this even worth taking this path? Is this worth, is this already worth what you've been through and what you could potentially keep going? Is this really worth that? I've questioned that. I've had my doubts. Still do, being honest. I still do. I still have my doubts. But God redeems his people. He redeems his people. Quick, I want to read this as we end this. Verse 25. Jesus said to her, talking to Mary and Martha, well, Martha specifically, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he lives. You know, Jesus lives to see you live. And Jesus died so that you could live. The opportunity for us, Jesus, why did you leave? The expectation that I had of you was so high. Why did you leave? He never really left. But as we grow with God and as we learn with him, guys, and as we as we grow closer to him and as we just put our hands in his, even though we don't know where he's leading us. You know, you ever seen a child? You take a child by the hand, 
maybe they can just they can just hold your finger right now. And as you walk with that child, maybe it's a toddler and they can just hold your finger. And you know, as you're walking, you know how to walk because you've walked for so long, you have the strength to do that. But if if you're walking a long distance, sometimes that toddler that toddler will get tired. And the toddler will stop as we're walking where we're going. Because he he or she doesn't know where we're going. But then we have to show we're almost there. We're almost there. And then it gets to the point where the child can't walk anymore. And the child loves you enough that the child puts his or her hands up. And then because you love the child and you want that child to get from point A to B, you carry him or her there, don't you? Why? I know you're tired. <laughs> it's real. I know I've I've sent you through some stuff. I let you see some stuff. I let you walk through some fire. I let you I let you hurt for a while. I let things be unknown for a while. That hurts. And essentially we are that child to God. I can't walk I'm I can't walk anymore, man. This has been this has been X amount of years of this. I can't do this anymore. But then because he's the good shepherd, John 10, he'll carry you the rest of the way. If you still trust and have faith that he knows where he's leading you in the midst of whatever you're going through. Unless you become like a child. You cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. This life has taught me to be a child again, not in terms of maturity, but in terms of complete trust that I have no idea where he's taking. I have no idea, guys. I don't know. I've seen a lot of good things happen. I've seen a lot of bad things happen. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just be real. I don't, you know, yes, I have the ability to teach and I'm thankful. I don't know where I'm going. I have no idea. I have no idea what my future holds. I don't, I have no clue. But I, he has to make me a child to trust that he's taking me somewhere. Just don't know where that is. He's taking you somewhere too. So we got to trust him. All right. So love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Um, hopefully that can encourage you. Share this with someone if someone needs to hear it because I know you may not be the only one. I know someone else may need to hear this too. So we just want to encourage people and we want to help them through their journey. Again, remember there's shorts, there's films, there's Bible readings. Check those things out. We really appreciate that if you guys would check those things out and, and let us know what you think. So hopefully, Lord willing, we'll see you guys on Monday with another podcast. Thanks, guys.